explain this. I feel I've seen the symbol. <laughs> so it's for Thetan. Oh yes. Okay. <laughs> a pride flag. And oh, I see Satan now. But and, yeah. And it says believe in yourself. Mm-hmm. Like Satan's such a a a bud that he's like believe in yourself. <laughs> I was thinking it'd be funny if, like, the reason why Satan got cast out of heaven was because he was gay. Because in the Bible, there's so much anti-gay stuff. I wonder if he started. And it's a sin. Exactly. And he's like, that's deep. God, jeez. Just do you think he was doing it with Michael or Gabriel? Gabriel, that's what it is. (laughs) All three. And then, so hell is just a massive gay party. Yeah. It's just a it's a drag show every night. Hello, listeners. Thanks for tuning in. Um, welcome to this week's episode of Chris and. Uh, this week's guest is a longtime friend, and she's been on, feels like every other podcast we've ever tried to do. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and is always just so much fun to talk to. Today's episode is featuring Spencer Palanowski. <laughs> It's Pilowski, right? Or is it Pilowski? Pilowski. Pilowski. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Don't, I don't make Polish jokes. I never get them. <laughs> I, 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 I tried to think of like, I've never, I, I can't think of how many times I've ever had to use your last name. Yeah. So it's weird. <laughs> sometimes people think it's Fletcher and that, that's fun when I get cool meal. With Spencer Fletcher, but ah, in all of the times that we've spoken, mm-hmm. I've always got the sense of, or or tried to wrap my head around how you navigate being the the down to earth person that you are, and like the grounded person mm-hmm. that you are, navigating all of the different types of like social dilemma or not dilemmas, but like social societies mm-hmm. that you've been a part of. Like, so to give perspective, like, let's go back to to childhood. Okay. And uh, how many siblings do you have? Four younger sisters. You're the oldest. Yes. So you got the worst end of it. Yeah, I think that's fair. (laughs) I mean, that's usually how it goes, Mm -hmm. I should say. Um, The most expectations. Yep. Parents are still trying to figure out how do we make the perfect child and I wasn't expected. <laughs> like, I think that kind of started my road, but. Ah. Mm-hmm. What do, so what do you mean by that? I was a whoops baby my mom's senior year oh. of high school. Ah, yeah. I see. So she graduated in May, got married that June, and had me that September, so. Oh, wow. Yeah. So how much younger are your siblings? Oh, my God. Like, okay. how, how old's the youngest? It's 10 years younger than me. Okay. That's Taylor. That's but. not too crazy then. No. And then let me do the math real quick. <laughs> One, my favorite sister, which we'll talk about soon. Um, She was born um, in 1987 of December. Okay. So whatever that math is, <sighs> <laughs> less than two years younger than me. I know that for sure. Now, like 16 80, months. 87, you said? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because yeah. I, I was born in 87. Yeah. Actually, Kim was born in December of 87. Uh, no, she was 86. Yeah, I'm 86, but yeah. Okay. But. So explain what was the religious aspect of, of your youth like? Mormon. 
and now like devout Mormon or trying to figure shit out Mormons. Does that make sense? Because there's yeah. like people who converted into the religion and I was I'm pretty sure I was born into it because my okay. mom's parents were Mormon. Oh, okay, okay. I I would say it was like casual Mormon. Okay. Like we still had caffeine. But when we would go to events, of course, it was not caffeine. <laughs> <laughs> but I was raised with a really good Mormon mom, kind of taught to be like how to be a good mom and a motherly wife. Okay. I guess, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like the whole... Um... Submissive wife. Yes. Yep. Yeah. I was, I think, groomed in little ways to do that way. Because like me and my sister, Sarah, who's right below me, we are very... I'm trying to think of the right words for this. Um, whores. We're yeah, we're whores. <laughs> hey, daddy. Um, we're super submissive, and we okay. talk from time to time. Like, God, where does that come from? Because any arguments, I'd rather just like be a turtle and put my tuck everything in a shell. Okay. And like speak my mind about it, and it's taken a lot of work because I'm almost comfortable doing that, depending on the situation. We're also very hands-on moms. Okay. And so I think a lot of that stems from my childhood. Yeah. And and that's a, a really big LDS attribute for sure. Yeah. <laughs> I'm curious, too, because like statistically, um, mothers, uh, like younger mothers, mm -hmm. their children are usually more likely to have like that pattern kind of repeats. Yeah. So did you notice or like reflecting back that there was any like extra... Uh, awareness to that like was your mom very avid about abstinence and things like that I guess kind of I remember getting my CTR ring choose the right way mm -hmm. and that emphasis on like being as godly as you can uh-huh god I don't even know what happened to that ring now that I'm thinking about it but um <laughs> yeah and we had friends across the streets I can't remember their last name the Schleeps Oh my God, I think that's it. Yes. And they were also Mormon. And so I remember kind of wanting to get married at the temple because that's, you know, mm -hmm. what they train little girls to think. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's somewhere deep in my subconscious. But yeah, I I don't know. Because I, I didn't realize until I was older, like how, like the massive emphasis that my mm -hmm. parents were putting on it until like recently like we always joked about how my my oldest brother is a bastard it's just fun to say mm -hmm. um like he even calls himself that but uh like looking back on it i was like oh that's that's why you guys were hyper vigilant because it's such a huge deal to have sex out of wedlock let alone have a child out of wedlock mm -hmm. like it's a big fucking deal and so I think that they were just trying to prepare us and like even your mom and dad can fall victim to premarital sex. Well, yeah. And then I don't remember what it's called, but I remember once we moved from Washington State to Nebraska when I was in sixth or seventh or eighth grade, we would go to these church events and it was always separated by girls and boys. Yeah. I just can't remember what that that group crap was called. <laughs> so there was like young women. Young women. That's right. So even then, like constantly keeping those hormones away from each other. Yeah. And I went to one dance and they were very strict about the distance between you. 
Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And any songs that would encourage getting closer. Yep. It was a big deal. Mm-hmm. Like I remember that <laughs> a DJ one time, like before playing the song was like, all right, I'm going to play this song, but you guys have to keep it under control. Right. And it was, what's that song called? It's a Blink-182 song. Say it ain't so, oh my gosh. I'll not go. Turn the lights on, carry me home. I think it's Say It Ain't So. Is it Say It Ain't So? Okay. I'm I always sure. think of Weezer whenever I... Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but so that was the song. And I remember being like, is he going to play like to the window, to the walls? What's going to happen? Sweat down my balls. <laughs> yes. Oh but my God. But when that came on, I was like, whoa. Oh, man. Mm-hmm. There, we, if, our, <laughs> if your kids are going to lose their shit, and they did. They yeah. ended up like... I thought they were going to revolt. Like, they were so they excited. I wonder if the church has seen the music video. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, that is the one mm-hmm. where uh, it's just so weird to think. And then to reflect as adults to be like, why Why was I so this way right. growing up? And then now I don't care. Like, what was? what were these factors? Because when you, there's anxiety in that transition. Mm-hmm which can really suck. There's all of that conflicting, like when when people lay on you eternity, mm-hmm. the word eternity and salvation and things like those are such heavy connotations to, to throw at kids, especially yeah. we get baptized at eight. That's oh, I know. Crazy. And then they like put the, I remember this, uh, the missionary or whatever. Yeah. He was like putting his hands on my head. He's like, can you feel the warmth <laughs> of Jesus floating through your body or something like that. And I remember being so cold. I'm like, I think so. (laughs) It's just a lot to put on an eight-year-old's plate. Yeah. You're pretty good at reading people. Yep. So the the conflicts of interest, like you have friends that aren't Mormon and you're like, I'm because they teach in the church too, or at least they used to like tell your friends about church have you know see if they want to come on sunday and right and that whole thing which is how i got roped into young women's by the way because we stopped ah. going for a while and there were like five people in my grade who are was kind of friends with like hey we heard you're mormon i'm like oh my god how'd you know <laughs> how'd you find me and be like oh come to church with us like yeah come to our youth group things and i'm like okay i'll do it <laughs> yeah they find us they, yeah, I know. So I got a letter recently from the church in Otsego, like, hey. Oh, that's right. About, like, I forgot it's right there. Letting Jesus into your heart. And I'm like, how in the hell did they find me? Well, I did the census bureau, census thing. Yeah. I think that's how they found me. That's funny. Because I'm pretty sure they're in cahoots with those to, because they're really good at doing records, you know? Yeah. Well, I'm I mean, like, they just yeah. hang on to them. Like, I, for, it was up until probably three years ago mm-hmm. that I finally was able to get the missionaries to stop coming to our house. Yeah. But it's crazy to, to have to say to get them to stop coming to the house. Like he should just be like a one time. Ah, I'm good. No. Nine years of. Well, I'm, if it gets that, <laughs> I might make a photocopy of my certificate of being baptized as a Lutheran. Ah. Before I got married and taping it to my window. <laughs> I like it. Like, what are you going to say about the that? The funny thing is, is that shit makes them work harder. Like Kim was baptized Lutheran and they were mm-hmm. still trying to get her baptized because they were like, well, that's pretty good. You, like you got a B, but we want to give you an A. 
Yeah. In some <laughs> religions, by the way, I don't remember which ones. It's me, Catholics. But if you're double dipped, it's a sin. Oh. I'm living the sin life. But also. Who it's, cares? It's just water. I know. <laughs> There's born again Christians and they do that whole thing. Whatever. Exactly. Stick to you. So now. Back to the whole friendship thing, like, yep. do you recall having friends that were not Mormon and that, and maybe they didn't stick out to you as much as it did to me, but like that whole thought of like, they're not Mormon and they're awesome. Yes. Yeah. Like freedom. <laughs> yeah. Like you live in this carefree like life and I think besides Jehovah's, I think Mormons, they both are like very aggressive with getting people to join you oh yeah it was just kind of nice not to have to talk about mormon things or people ask you a hundred questions about it you know Mm -hmm. but now as an adult when you find someone that used to be mormon you're like (laughs) i feel seen (laughs) yeah it's a and not everybody gets it because i've met people who say that they're mormon and i would like rattle off stuff and they're like oh what is that they're like oh when you say you're a mormon what do you mean and they're like oh my mom is like, well, did you do right. three-hour church or did you not? Right. Did you get the little trays full of little tiny cups of water, silver trays, and yeah. bread? Did you get the what are the ketchup cups? Yes. <laughs> did you have to stand up at the front of the whole congregation and like talk about? Because I did it once about um, your uh, how, like my confe- testimony. Yes, bearing my testimony. I was like, what was I talking about? But yeah, like, have you done that? Were it, you traumatized? It's. It's terrifying to think like you have like nine year olds going up bearing their testimony and like feeling the pressure of having to get to that emotional state because they're watching all these adults get into this emotional state of like, I I have to feel it so much that it's going to bring me to tears. Right. I remember crying because I was just nervous. Like I remember my mom helping me, but like I don't, I can't even tell you what the hell I said. Yeah. I probably made up shit. But like, what nine-year-old has a lot to confess? Yeah. I remember trying to deviate and, and like, saying, you know, talking about, like, being inclusive and and forgiveness and stuff. And they're like, well, I mean, knock that shit off, but. (laughs) (laughs) We ain't got time for that. Um, So now in that, like, that whole um, subservient Mm -hmm. wife you know, thing. And then the religion itself promoting, bring more people in that mm-hmm. whole thing. And then, like I said, being the grounded like person that you are, mm-hmm. did you like, did you have any issues with like panic attacks or any type of anxiety? I have anxiety. You do. I have theories from where that has stemmed from multiple sources I would probably say my anxiety for trying to be the perfect mom and perfect wife probably stems from the Mormon upbringing on some level. It's like my mom was such an awesome mom when we were little, you know, and so attentive that I always try to strive to that level. And I don't even know why, but I do it to myself. I Like I said, I think it has to do with that whole, those he- that heavy language mm-hmm. that's used towards kids, because then you're like... The expectation is ingrained in you then. Mm-hmm. So um, it's more than just like wanting to, you know, be as good as mom. Like there's this other shit that was attached to it mm-hmm. that you kind of forget about. But it was so heavy that you're like, ah, 
if I, if I don't do it, what does that mean? Not only am I not a bad mom or am I a bad mom, but does that also mean I'm going to go to hell because I gave my kids corn dogs two days in now a row? On some level, you're <laughs> failing. You don't know where that failure is going to take you. Yes. Yep. It's very intense. Mm-hmm. So that so that stuff didn't come until later on in life? Until I had kids. Okay. And then I noticed it when I started getting really serious with Paul. I was just super submissive with things. And if I disagreed, it still gives me anxiety because I'm like, oh, my gosh, like I shouldn't be disagreeing with my husband. Like I'm going to make him mad. I mean, is so is that that's something that you're working on now? Yes. Wow. That's tough, man. Mm-hmm. I and it's hard for me to say no to things. Yeah, I'm going to put a pin in that because that's mm-hmm. a, a topic that I do want to talk about mm-hmm. and like highlight. But back to like growing up. Um, so did, did you must not have had anger issues or like overt <laughs> anger issues? I had anger issues. You did. Once OK. We moved to wash or to Nebraska, which was about 1996. OK. Ish. I would have really bad anger issues and I would fight with my sister, Sarah, because we were so close in age a lot. And a bunch of different things triggered me and me and Sarah buried the hatchet. Like we understand what was happening, but I would get so mad. I'd go in my closet. My nose would start bleeding because my blood pressure got so freaking high. Wow. Mm -hmm. You know, that actually could have been anxiety as well. Yep. Looking back on that now. Yep. That's really interesting though. And I did, I, would, like, I didn't want to say like <laughs> and my dad would like turn off the electricity to my room or and he'd take the door off my bedroom because I'd slam it. It was bad. Yeah, I mean, I, I didn't want to assume the anger issues, mm-hmm. but I was kind of thinking like because that's how my older brothers were. Oh yeah. Yeah. Wow. So it it only makes sense, mm-hmm. and it 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 sucks that it takes so long to get past that shit yeah i'm hoping that like we're making progress i don't have kids. any anger issues anymore i'm still oh i mean with with our oh. kids oh god like I making know. sure that they don't feel that like they can't release or they can't say yeah what they need to evan has anxiety because like she bites her nails that's what her Aww. pediatrician has said and she has anger issues ah. but i let her when she needs to express herself just let her have it out and try to talk her down from her ledge versus like bottle it. Up. I mean, I was so the first episode of this was uh, this this lady who um, have you heard of Break the Silence? Maybe. So it's an organization for victims of sexual assault. Okay. And sex trafficking, and um, she was talking about um, the uh, oh, totally just blanked. Because <laughs> there's so many things that we talked about, but um, when it comes to disciplining kids, mm-hmm. the first spank is for the kid to get a message. Mm-hmm. Anything after that, the repetition of it is for the parent because they're frustrated that they right. can't convey this thing, and so it's wow. You know what I mean? Like, right. I felt that that frustration of like not being able to get one of my kids to understand something Mm -hmm. but i don't i don't know i don't feel that like physical need to do anything about it anymore no i think i've spanked both of them once same out of frustration and it's (laughs) weird like that's our instinct is like beat the shit out of them (laughs) 
<laughs> really, it's yeah. like. Well, Once and, you get to a certain age, you're like, that's it. I'm going to like beat the shit out of you. You know, it's crazy because what that means is our parents didn't know words. No, because like, I was spanked. <laughs> I remember having to go out in the yard and pick a stick or a switch of my own. Yeah. And I, my, I would get hit with it yeah. across my butt, usually bare butt, you know. Is the paddle still in here? Yeah. <laughs> this oh, is the no. last time I was yep. spanked was with this thing, mm-hmm. bare assed. And uh, I jumped out of, because my mom had thrown me over her lap and she got one in and mm-hmm. then like one as I was running. And I was just like, I'm not going to let this shit happen anymore. No. <laughs> it's insane. But yeah, it's that frustration of like, they think that because your brain remembers really traumatic things and really mm-hmm. good things, they think that enough of this thing is going to make you go, oh, I should just not act that way. Right. But really, you're embedding this like what tends to happen is people go, well, I'm going to get hit anyways. And they they accept this shitty thing that happens to Mm -hmm. them. And then they think they're shitty people and it's a whole thing. Or it makes the situation worse. Like for me, a few times. The situation just got worse, Like especially I remember when I was little, I got really mad about something and I was screaming and kicking. My mom threw me in a cold shower. Nay, nay. <laughs> no, that did nothing. My head probably was spinning after that. I, I think that red dots are on, right? Anxiety. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Everything's good. Okay. Uh, my mom threw me in the bathroom one time, and I don't know if she shut the power off or how she did it, but maybe she took out the light bulbs. All I remember is she. There was no light, and she put a blanket under the crack of the door, so it was completely <gasps> pitch black. And I was, I mean, I couldn't, because at that time, maybe I was eight, maybe. Mm-hmm. But Do you remember what you did to have that happen? No, just the event, which proves the point even more mm-hmm. that you're like, I don't even know what the fuck, I just suck? Yeah. I don't, <laughs> don't you love me? <laughs> it's it's crazy, man. Do you have issues Oh, when it's pitch black because of yeah, that? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I, and I'm a full grown adult and I'm like, whatever, man. Mm-hmm. It's dark. I, I'll say like, you can't, because you can't see. I don't know what's there. Right. It's your natural instinct to be like, is there something I watch there? spooky stuff. I get it. <laughs> like, what's that shadow? Yeah. And plus, it's helped having kids because mm-hmm. I go like, well, there's something there. I give them a few seconds before, <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's an everlasting thing that'll mm-hmm. always be at least uneasy when it comes to like pitch black. Right, can't help it. Mm-mm. And yeah, so it. I don't know. So the anger issues were more geared towards your sister, or because of an event. Um, I would say it was always geared to my towards my sister. I'd always fight with her. And then we'd be separated, and I just kind of go down a spiral. You'd be separated and go down a spiral. Off topic. You won't record this part. Okay. So, yeah. Back on topic. I remember the events vaguely <laughs> about just both of us wanting something and one of the one of us getting it, and then just, like, causing a fight. Yeah. Yeah. That's a tough one. 
I want to talk about that so bad, but so okay. So the it's I mean in larger like sibling groups mm-hmm. it's common like um you know how come my brother Sean got this and right. I didn't get that and like that whole fucking thing um and like are you wearing my clothes where's my CD Oh my god that happened all the time <laughs> I remember one time I got pissed that Sarah took my clothes so me being the dumbass that I am or was at the time I should say I took dish soap and put all over her clothes in her closet. Nah, nah. This dumbass here had to give my sister my clothes to wear because I ruined hers for the day. Oof. I mean, that's funny. Uh huh. <laughs> and then I would hide like my special sweatshirts and stuff at my locker at school, mm-hmm. so oh. she couldn't take them. Wow. Yeah. That's funny because now that's reminding me. So we used to take my brother's CDs and tapes and shit so much that <laughs> he started hiding either in his truck or in his locker. Right. That's funny. Until I had a car, then I kept, we just kept our own shit in our trunk. It was like a shopping mall in there. Uh, so bad. I, you know, it's funny. I saw a lot of girls do that. I never knew why. Maybe that's <laughs> what was going on. They probably had a little sister or a big sister. They were hiding their stuff or their own stuff. Wow. Fascinating. Oh, yeah. Did you go to college? Yeah, but I never finished college because I moved up here. I said, fuck it. I don't know. <laughs> not that I'm not condoning college. Good for those that go. But I just knew it wasn't my path. So I didn't yeah. push it. Same. I mean, I could have put myself thousands of dollars in debt for an artist's degree to make right. videos and photography. But it's like, I mean, luckily, you know, the Internet allowed it so that it's it was totally unnecessary right and i just never could commit to what i wanted to do nothing ever felt right until i had kids and i'm like oh yeah i'm meant to be a mom <laughs> that just, is interesting yeah. that i mean it's I un- that's from the mormons <laughs> <laughs> it's i mean the it's for some people like an impossible feeling to shake that first time you hold mm-hmm. your kid and you're like oh no nothing else matters no Th- this is it and I had 200 credits, but none of them, all those credits were like a modge podge of crap. Gotcha. Now, were they Republic cred- credits oh or? <laughs> no, I started school thinking I was going to do nursing like my mom. And then I was like, no, I'm going to do interior design. And I was like, no, now I'm going to do childcare or I'm sorry, being a teacher. Same thing. And then I was like, <laughs> eh. And then Paul's like, we're moving to Minnesota. I'm like, okay. Well, wait, okay. Just, How old were you when you met Paul? Great question. <laughs> 22 or 23. Oh, okay. Okay. So did you go straight to college after high school? No. No. Okay. I waited like a year or two. Okay. So what were you doing in that time? Just working, like finding myself out. I did. I knew I didn't want to go straight to college because Seeing all these people I knew being stressed out about it did not sound like my cup of tea. Yeah. So I was like, I'm not doing that. And to watch them all go into debt and then drop out anyways. It's oh like, my God. Fuck. I know. And I got to go to college for free because my dad was in the military. Oh, sick. I wish I would have maybe taken more advantage of that. But, you know, this is a saying, not everybody likes this, but. <laughs> Why why be great at one thing when you can be mediocre at a bunch of things? Exactly. <laughs> but okay, so now I'm interested. Were you trying to get out of your parents' house? Yes. Yeah. Do you do you recall that feeling of like 
I'm out of school. At any time now, I can get out. I just need the resources to do it. Yeah, I was dating a guy. Um, I started dating him when I was like a sophomore or junior. And then we moved in not too long after high school into an apartment together. Oh. But then a lot of garbage happened. <laughs> so then I moved back home and I did not like that. And then I met Paul. And when you say garbage happened. He cheating. Okay. Yeah. I, I mean, the the reason that like there's like I want I want to be goofy and silly and, and, and all yeah. that shit. But like. I I genuinely feel like there's something to be learned from you. Mm-hmm. And that was why, I mean, I wanted you to be the first one on, but shit kept happening. Yeah. Um, but th- yeah, th- I just feel like, obviously like the Mormon connection. So we, right. we share that like struggle. <laughs> but I just, this this sense of like, or I'm just curious as to how you are so fucking pleasant when I kind of sense this other kind of journey that you went on mm-hmm. where you could have been a shitty person because oh, of all the sure. stuff you went through. After I broke up with Matt, the guy I was with during my end of high school, I went out and experienced a bunch of live things. Hope was show. <laughs> no, for real. I think every woman, honestly, regardless of what you think, go out and explore before you commit. 100 percent to someone. Yeah. But anyway, I did some of that and I was not religious at all during that time. And I've always, I think your name, I'm convinced, whatever name you're given kind of lays out the path in life. And because I have a weird name. You think Spencer's a weird name? Oh my god, I can't even tell you how many times in my life I've been told that. Like that's a boy's name. What? I'm like, okay. Well, those idiots. I've met a lot of female Spencers. They're ding-dongs, okay? Except for me. <laughs> but just having that and then my mole on my face, birthmark, whatever you want to call it, I've always kind of had to make my own path. Like, I was never popular, but I was kind of a bitch in high school because of being made fun of for my name. Ah, okay. And my birthmark. And I, I don't have straight teeth, which is fine. I don't want straight teeth. At least you have teeth. At least I have teeth. And I'm (laughs) cavity-free, bitches. Nice. I think having tough skin early on in life has just kind of made me not care about what other people think. And That's really interesting because, okay, you're starting to make more sense now. Yeah. So you you develop that skin for survival skills. Yes. Because people who don't do that... Mm -hmm. You can fall victim to massive depression and tons of self-doubt and just, you know, drive yourself into the ground with nothing. But if you're able to do that, but that's the tricky part is you're not a shitty person. Mm -hmm. So to have to do these like survival things. Right. And then be able to come out and be like, whew, glad I made it out of there. Now I can be the sweet girl that everybody knows I remember this moment. (laughs) Um, I think it was my sophomore it definitely wasn't my freshman year because that's when people were really big dicks to me but i think it was my sophomore junior year there was this table right near me at lunch and they'd be like de niro robert de niro because of his moles on his face I'm like, oh my god oh my god <sighs> don't feel 
don't let it show. Like having my Elsa moment. And just one day I was like, no, fuck this. So I go to their table and I'm like, what the fuck is your problem? And they're like, oh my God. <laughs> oh my God. I'm like, yeah, stop talking shit to me. And then of course they want to be my friends. And after that, I was just like, no, I'm not embarrassed of this. Cause I would try to cover it up with makeup. Oh no. I talked to a doctor one time to have it removed, but I would have had like a two inch scar, which would have looked way worse. Yeah. But I was like, you know what? No, this is me. Also, how Nebraska seems like their whole like making fun of people is they're bad at it. I don't remember dealing with that in Washington State in elementary. I know. I'm like, <laughs> that's the best you got. My God. So you see that it works. Mm-hmm. And so you move forward from there. OK. Yep. So, I mean, did you run into people like after high school that were like, oh, I thought you were an asshole. I, I didn't know that. You know I, what I mean? grew up in Bellevue, Nebraska. So after that, I moved to West Omaha, which would basically be like where I live at Sega right now. Mm-hmm. I moved to Minneapolis. Oh, okay. So I was like, peace out, bitches. <laughs> I never looked back. So even now, if I go into Bellevue, because that's where my family lives and my sister, I'm like incognito. <laughs> Mrs. Iglesias. <laughs> wow. So, I mean, what was the turning point then to like, when did you feel... Like, you didn't have to, like, have these defense mechanisms. After I stood up to that table. Re- oh, okay. Now I'm all confused. No, it's okay. So, you do this mm-hmm. defensive thing. Yep. And the hard shell. So, did people stop making fun of you after no, that? No, they still did. But okay. I was better at, like, not letting it get to me and make me sad. Okay. Like, why do I look this way? Okay. Have perfect skin. Okay, so it's not that you were doing that all the time to people. You weren't no. like constant. I gotcha. I gotcha. No. Okay. So you just found that confidence in that moment. Yep. To okay. And then I started becoming known as the bitch in high school because I just didn't want to deal See, with people's shit. <laughs> that's, that's what I was curious yep. about. Okay. I was trying to find a good moment to put that in, but yeah, I just didn't care. I was friends with everyone. No one was going to tell me who I was going to be friends with. I dated whoever I wanted to. Like, I didn't care. And now all those bitches that did make fun of me, they're still stuck in Bellevue. Ha ha, motherfuckers. <laughs> yeah, man. Bellevue. Ugh. Sounds like a like a weird Disney town. <laughs> I mean, was that confident? So when did that confidence start to be tested again then? Like, when your boyfriend was cheating on you, did you feel that kind of slip away? I don't think it started slipping away until I became a mom. And I lost my hot body, I want to say. Like, my <laughs> little tight, like, high metabolism. Oh, sure. No stretch marks. <laughs> That's when that started slipping away. Okay. Okay. So, you've you've made it through all of these things. You have kids. Mm-hmm. And so, he, here's the interesting part. So, mm-hmm. when did Paul's, like, notoriety start to, like, become apparent to you? Does that make sense? Like people recognize his voice or recognize him? Um, I didn't know who he was when I first met him. And I was kind of oblivious. So I'd probably say within the first year of dating, I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> so we'd have girls like messaging, asking for stuff and showing stuff. Like, you mean like his beard? Yeah. Let me touch your beard. <laughs> Let me ride your beard. <laughs> yes. Yeah, for sure. How did you deal with that stuff? 
Um, it caused some trust issues in our relationship. I mean, I think anyone wouldn't have issues with someone constantly coming at their boo. <laughs> but um, it took me a long time because even when we moved here, people were still trying to like cause havoc in our relationship. But um, it's going to sound cocky. He has me and I have him. I'll cut a bitch. No, that doesn't like, sound this, cocky at all. I remember in Nebraska, <clears throat> I was working at the mall, and there was this one girl who was trying to get herself inside our relationship, and she worked at Love Sack. <laughs> I remember just getting so pissed, so I, she didn't realize who I was. Oh. I think she kind of had an idea, but didn't know. So on my lunch break or before after my shift, I went to her store because I knew she was working and I was like, hi, my name is Spencer. I'm Paul's wife. <laughs> and she ended up getting fired. So my husband, I think, like told the sales team what happened because they had a partnership or something like that with Love Sack for their oh. music performances they put on. Okay. I was like, <laughs> nice. that felt really empowering. Like, hi, I'm his wife. Nice to meet you. Yeah. And then now... <laughs> if there's um, listeners that are, I think, are being a little like overdoing it with comments and likes, I'll friend request them and then it stops. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a nice person except my friend request. I'm not psycho. Well, the crazy thing is like, I mean, I don't know. It's It's so weird because we're all neighbors, it feels like. Right. You know what I mean? Like in Minnesota. So it's it's weird to me that somebody would be like, think that it's cool to, you know, be able to try and pull some shit off. Or if they're just looking for the attention and right. they're not necessarily going to go through with anything, but they want to do that fucking mind game. It's like, I feel like we all know each other. So if you know Paul or you're mm -hmm. a fan or whatever, right. you should, he should. They should know you and the girls. Especially if he talks about us and the girls. Yeah. So if you're being overly flirty, like, which is a whole nother topic, but like no one respects marriages anymore. Uh, which I don't, Ugh. I'm confused about, I guess, because I, I never had, I mean, one time mm -hmm. when, uh, Kim, but we were still only 20 years old. Right. So it's like a super young marriage and that shit falls apart anyways. Right. <laughs> I know that story. <laughs> but beyond that, like the older we got, I didn't have people trying to fuck with us. Mm -hmm. And I feel like I may, maybe I have blinders on to that because I recognize, I, I, I've said this on our, <laughs> our other podcast, but Alex, the other comedian that is a co-host. Yeah. Uh, Sometimes we'll be like, we we have wives. <laughs> we'll like look at each other and be like, oh, oh no, right? <laughs> I think Paul can ask himself the same. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's so it's I don't know. It's all just very confusing to me as to so this and this is the other thing that I wanted yeah. to talk about. So you're introduced to a different class. That's mm -hmm. what I was looking for. Not necessarily society, okay. but like. You're 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 being introduced to like I don't know if clout chaser was appropriate back then, but like oh yeah, you know what I mean, right? Like clout chasers trying to integrate themselves. Yeah, we get a lot of awesome opportunities, experiences, all the stuff, and that's for sure one of the main reasons is because they want in on that stuff, which is cool, but like 
don't overly flirt to get your way. Like, that's just weird. I mean, that line of thinking is, is only going to make things worse for you. Right. If that's what people know you for, you just people are going to think that you suck. <laughs> and right. Not, and not be able to trust you. But so when you guys came here, mm-hmm. was that when, because now you're also interacting with like wealthy people. Like, yeah. Like I remember the uh, Kim and I won uh, Studio C tickets to see Sarah McLaughlin, which was oh, wow. insane. I cried so oh. much. <laughs> With the arms of an angel. Oh. Did she bring a dog? Yeah. <laughs> I was just going to say that. But no, like meeting all of these people and Kim and I were like 24. Yeah. And just being like, oh my God, there's... No, only a few people had like one tickets and we were clearly people who won tickets. Right. And then the rest were like, someone tried networking with me who was like uh, the head of advertising at Target or some shit. Oh was my like, gosh. Dude. Yeah. Uh, wrong, wrong person. So like the, there's such a different level of shame that those people can inflict on who they perceive as lesser than. Right. Like, did you experience any of that be- because you were like kind of interacting or going to parties where people like that are present? Does that make sense what I'm trying to say? Yeah. Um, there's an age gap between me and Paul, 13 years. Oh, that's that right. plays a factor. Yeah, because I'm not materialistic. And so that's kind of, I feel like I'm competing with that a lot yeah with people especially like wives of people i know or their husbands or whatever you know like it's all materialistic the latest and the hottest and i'm just like not not that way and depending on what event or function or whatever i will feel that pressure a little bit and i'll start having an anxiety like panic attack in my closet crying because i don't know what to wear and i don't think i look good in it and it's just like stop (laughs) it's not worth it well yeah and that's that was that's what's so insane like oh my brother and i won tickets to a a film showing oh wow there was this i think it's called uh minnie's first time okay alec baldwin jeff goldblum all these people for some reason they did a screening in minnesota okay and we were I was 18 so mm-hmm. we looked ridiculous didn't have anything like fancy right we show up late to the <laughs> to the preview this dude luckily smoking a cigarette outside is like all right come on and he like snuck us in mm-hmm. but the main character was there the main actor yeah I forget her name but like we didn't know who she was and didn't give a shit there was so much of this like high society shit going on <sighs> yeah and we saw some kids our age and we were like, luckily like, Oh, thank God. And we're talking to them, making jokes about all the weird, there was like (laughs) hula hoopers dressed like zebras. And I love that. It was so weird. And, but like to see all of these rich people, it seemed, Mm -hmm. it was like the hunger games. Like why, why all this weird shit? Right. One of the girls asked us who our parents were. And we were like, Oh, my, my dad works at a, a paper mill. And they were like, wait, how did you guys get in? I was like, oh, we won tickets. And they just walked away from us. Yeah. I was like, wow. 
I feel that sometimes that kind of happens to me. If I go into an event, especially Paul's hosting or something, I'm by myself. Like, oh, what do you do? And I'm like, I'm a stay-at-home mom. And they're just like, (laughs) huh. Until I tell them what my husband does, then everyone's like, oh, my gosh. And it's just question after question about him. And I'm like, fuck. Yeah, it's it's just wild to me Mm -hmm. that, you know, because like I said before, like you're this grounded person, Mm -hmm. but you've been, you know, injected into this other thing. Like all the people that at that Sarah McLaughlin thing that were surrounding Brian Oak. Like they were you could tell just the biggest assholes. Right. Like. You know, constantly, oh, Brian, you're going to have to come to this thing and like chateau i don't know other fancy words (laughs) yeah it's like god man i don't know like how can these people enjoy the same music that i do right like do they actually enjoy it or do they want like this weird access to an artist so that they can tell their friends they're the same people that are texting the whole time at concerts oh or recording instead of letting it like vibe through you mm-hmm. they're those same people or they're in suites just like chatting with a girlfriend like oh, yes hey, louis vuitton's perfect <laughs> like you know it's those are the same people when you took us to the panic at the disco oh God, yeah. that was the fanciest I'm surprised we made it there alive <laughs> yeah that was insane that snowstorm but that was the fanciest like music experience i'd ever had i Not felt to be so like a out snob, of place but anytime i find out i'm getting sweet tickets i'm like oh, yeah but see you're the person who should be getting them. Agreed. You know what I mean? Like somebody who is not an asshole. Like you're the person who if somebody bailed out and you guys have an extra seat and yeah. you vibe with somebody that's cool, just be like, come on in. Right. Like exactly. No other. No. Who are you? Stephanie and I paid. Well, in blowjobs, but exactly. our boyfriends paid like, you know what I mean? Exactly. We bent over for this. <laughs> I just don't know. I don't know how to deal with people like that. Maybe that's mm-hmm. why I'm trying to bring this up. Yeah. Because I I can't deal with people that are so shallow. Agreed. In that regard that I just, I lose it, not in like a screaming way, yeah. but I just, you have no soul to me. Right. And when we first moved here, I got caught up. Like I felt like I had to keep up with it for a while and it was just not. It was making me feel so gross. Yeah. Because I'm not that way. Like, I didn't grow up with a lot of money. And I will, I proudly shop on clearance still and all that. And when I, when someone's like, oh, your shirt is so cute. Where'd you get it? And I'm like, Walmart. And they're like, <laughs> what's Walmart? <laughs> they sell like wallpaper there or whatever Paris Hilton said. <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah. This, well, I don't remember what that show was called, but it's just, I don't know. Is it Nick? Paris and Nikki, or is that the one you're talking about? Yeah, with Nicole Richie. They're like farm girls, or whatever. Yeah, something like that. Whatever, but yeah, basically they're like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Do you feel like you're over that, or a hundred percent? Okay, I'm. Since having kids again, especially having a second daughter, I'm really confident in my personality. Most days, I'm confident in my skin. Which we can circle back to that, but um, or I should say my body. I'm comfortable in my own skin. Well, I think I the the, the notion still fits because yes. it's more than just appearance wise, right? Like, yeah. But I have my own unique style. I wear whatever I want to wear, 
I'm not interested in having like the latest and greatest handbag or high heels vans. Yes. Yeah. I'm right there. <laughs> and Jordan's like hollow. But I don't like putting myself in a box and I'm raising my girls to be the same way. Did you have pressure from people like directly? Did it ever feel like? Because there's the the passive aggressive way mm. of making somebody feel lesser than. Right. Like, was that shit happening to you? A little bit. Because, again, I know I don't have straight teeth, but I'm not interested because I don't want to do that. Because I didn't have braces growing up. So, I mean, I don't want to fucking deal with that. Yeah. But, what? again, I'm cavity free. <laughs> um, which proves I go to the dentist. Um, nice. But when people would talk to me, they're like. Oh, Jesus. Rub their tongues over their teeth. I'm like, oh, fuck you. My God. My teeth could be so much worse. And they just constantly do that, and then you can see them staring at your teeth. Jesus. I still get that from time to time. I'm like, they ain't yellow. <laughs> I don't have black teeth. Um, I'm like going through all the things like, <laughs> do you have my dental card? <laughs> and then like a few times, I'm like, oh, my God, I'm going to get some veneers done, whatever. And Paul will be like, why? Like, who cares? And he helps me stay grounded, too, because he's like, who cares? I mean, and that's good to have a, a partner who right. is. But that, that's another interesting thing is, like, Paul's a sports guy. Mm-hmm. And it's it seems like that, like, and not, not just a sports guy in, like, the novelty sense. Like, he fucking gets in there. Yeah. I think Annoyingly that. so. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, that type of thing helps people stay grounded so mm-hmm. that. Shit like that does sound weird to him. Right. And then maybe me, me, if I get very uncomfortable, I make awkward jokes. <laughs> so I've made a joke one time like, oh, yeah, I used to play hockey. <laughs> if it comes down to people like, is that your real name? And I'd be like, I'm going through transition. Like, you know, <laughs> like depending on how awkward people make me feel with physical appearance of stuff on me, I'm yeah. like. Well, I wonder too, like the the, you know, what do you have? You know, like the whole what's in your bank account bullshit. Oh my god! Like the assumption that you know we're going to I don't know Bali or some we're weird going shit. to ta- we're going to Napa. This yes, weekend. yes, exactly. On our f- my friend's private jet, and they're like, you should come. Like yeah. trying to, it's like they're asking, knowing that you're going to be like, I can't afford that. Oh, you right. can't. Oh, you poor thing. Like right. bullshit like that. Maybe next time. <laughs> I want to be like a fly on the wall mm-hmm. for like to go back in time and like see all of those interactions. Yeah. Just to. I don't know. It frustrates me. I like. Talking up good people. Right. And that's the whole point of this podcast is like sincerity is so fucking huge. And right. sincerity is so lacking in that community. Right. That it just fucking blows my mind. I've met a bunch of people that are wealthy that flaunt it and show it. Mm-hmm. You know those women with their Louis Vuitton bags? It's like, I have a Louis Vuitton. <laughs> and I also have met wealthy people that I had no fucking idea and I gravitate towards them. Because it, cause I feel like wealthy people or privileged people, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. They have this aura about them where they're like high and mighty. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's part of having money and privileges. <laughs> I, get, I don't know how to 
defend them. I really can't, I guess. <laughs> but the ones that really carry themselves like friendly and aren't carrying around a Louis Vuitton. Yeah. And are looking down on you because you have your Kavu bag. <laughs> <laughs> or I um I can never say that brand. What's that Swedish brand of backpacks? Oh, I know. Claw Raven about. or whatever. Yeah, I yeah, have yeah. one of those too. And I'm like, because oh, I'm a mom. Like, I got to have you snacky me snacks about that, in my the, car or in my purse. <laughs> the last time we saw you guys, I, yeah. think you, I think you had it and you were telling me about it. Yeah. I had to have Friggin snacky dope. snacks for kids. Like, come on. <laughs> and for myself. <laughs> when I was in, uh, in treatment, the first person that I befriended was, I, and I had no idea until later, mm-hmm. was this dude that was a millionaire. Oh wow! And I was yeah. like, "It it is. It's so, and and I don't know if every, you know, person of privilege has to go through some shit like that. Where like, mm-hmm. you know, the guy almost died. I always heard about the husbands, never so much the women. But yeah, as far as seeking treatment for something oh, because oh. they've had a really low. I don't really ever hear that about the women. Yeah. Yeah, I and that's I, also a Stepford wife vibes that they probably just sweep it under the rug, right? But who because knows? if they show, if they show, it's not, um, it's not a weakness; it's a flaw. Yes, for a man, it's like I was weak in this moment type mm-hmm. of thing. But for a, a woman, it's this; it's projected that it's like a weakness. It's or it's um, and it starts defining them. And yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. Whereas a man can recover from it and right. be better. I don't know. Even if they hit their wives. it's Even if they hit their wives. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's absolutely true. That is. I mean, the, the women that I've met that. Because um, the other thing that fascinates me is women who do go through treatment and, yeah. and have are like brave enough to to talk about it. Mm-hmm. Like Betty Ford was an addict for years. That's why they're named after her now. <laughs> but right, no one knows that. They're like, oh, Betty Ford, she must have yeah. been a donator. <laughs> or, you know. Yeah. Yeah, when you look into the history of it, like mm-hmm. she was like, I was fucked up all the time. Mm-hmm. She didn't say it like that. Right, but basically. <laughs> the, but it was, it, it was, it was a lot of like swept under the rug or we'll just give her pills and that'll Numb keep her, her from drinking and yeah. it's just it's super weird. But so with the the women that I've met, the, the it doesn't stop after treatment for them in two ways. So mm-hmm. like we always are in recovery um, if you've, you know, gone through that shit. But with with women, there's the societal shit that they have to go through still. So much stigma. So you can't just like get out of treatment and be like fuck i can finally like just breathe and live my life and try to be safe like you still have to keep up with these fucking physical appearances you know kim does her makeup for an hour every day yeah and sometimes she doesn't even see people it's just the notion that she might have to interact with somebody which is fucking crazy i'm in shorts or if she doesn't show up with makeup (laughs) That poor woman is going to be like, are you sick? Mm-hmm. What's wrong with you? It, exactly. So mm-hmm. it's crazy. Like, so for like for women, like it seems like it's easier to get caught up in depression and anxiety and yes. all that other stuff on top of the shit that you're already going through. Yep. It's just fucking nuts. So moving on to that aspect of yep. things. So when did you start to notice that you felt like, oh, my God, I have to like worry about what I look like 
after I had Evan, because I didn't lose my baby weight as fast as you never lose your baby weight as fast <laughs> as you do with your first child. Yeah. But also with Evan, I decided to be a stay-at-home mom, where with Elsie, I just kept working. And so I didn't push myself as hard. And then looking at pictures, I was like, oh, my God. Like, wolf. <laughs> like... Oh, like pictures that you were in? Yeah, pictures uh-huh. of myself. Like I started hating it and I look in the mirror and I'd be like, girlfriend, <laughs> you know, and I was just picking myself apart and I'd go to events with Paul. And I remember one time I went to a thing and it was maybe six or seven months after I had Evan and a woman's like, are you pregnant? I'm like, <sighs> and I thought I was looking bomb in this dress and I'm like, fuck. Fuck. Hey, I didn't think I looked pregnant, but now I'm like, do I look pregnant? Like, you know? Yeah. Starting to pick you apart more. And then at night, I'd be strolling through Instagram and looking at pictures of people I know. And then celebrities would pop up. And I'm like, oh my God. (sighs) And it just, without me realizing it, started like fucking with me. And I'm still have, like, I still have issues from that. Yeah. Thinking I need to look one way. Versus how I should just be happy with. Yeah. Because there's so much pressure to be super tiny and weighing like 120 pounds and big boobs. and. That's what I'm curious about like your your friend circle. Yeah. Like. I have a really good solid friend circle right now. But how long did it take to get to that? Hey, I'm really good at ghosting people intentionally (laughs) and unintentionally. So that helped. Okay. (laughs) I don't even give people an explanation why I'm cutting them out of my life. But. um. Just not putting myself, like, noticing, like, every time I hang out with him, be like, God, I really hate myself. And just kind of thinking deep about it and be like, it's them. I don't need to be around them anymore. And I just don't hang around them anymore unless I absolutely have to. And then even then it's, like, small dosages and I'm just put on my bitch face. (laughs) Yeah, that's the the guard. Yeah. And just either talk to the the guys because I get along with them better. At a certain age... Usually, I would say we just stop giving a shit. <laughs> yeah. Because if, you know, somebody says like, oh, I'm so fat. We're like, dude, I haven't showered in like four days. Right. <laughs> Who gives a shit? Versus what a guy like if I tell my husband like, God, I feel fat, like a fat fuck. He's like, oh, my God, like, shut up. <laughs> Where a girl, she's like, oh, have you tried this? Oh, wow. Wow. That's super interesting. Yeah. Like I have these new pills. Or have you tried this new workout? Yeah. It's like, fuck. Okay. Well, thanks for not denying or confirming that. Just going straight there. Paleo, keto, non-gluten diet. Right. Which, (laughs) yeah, I'm like, which I am doing gluten-free because I know gluten bugs me. Ah. But I still indulge here and there and I pay the price. (laughs) But it seriously, gluten makes like a 10-pound difference for me. Oh, really? If I overdo it, yeah. And I get massive stomach pains. I can't. I was going to say, do you have an aversion to it? Yeah, I just haven't gotten tested, but since I know process of elimination, whatever. Sure. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah, I mean that's that is super interesting. I I hadn't thought of that, but I do. I hear that all the time, especially mm-hmm. on my sister, my sister in laws Yeah. Like it is. It doesn't go to. Well, you look awesome. It's like, right. oh, dude, I've been doing this. It's right. funny because my brother and I, so I got up to 192 pounds 
during wow. the, the pandemic. Okay. Which is which most people did. Most people have gained weight. Yes, but I gained like thirty something okay. pounds. This is not great. And it was like I felt like physically uncomfortable. Yeah. It's fucking awful. Um, but my brother and I were the only like fat ones. Oh. And we would be like, How much do you weigh? <laughs> Oof. I'm right there. And like we just kept having like fat contests mm-hmm. and we started losing weight and <laughs> together? Uh not like on purpose, but just so happened to be doing it at the same time. Okay. And uh he had me weigh myself at his house. Mm-hmm. I was like, man, I wonder what would happen if a girl did this. Like this would be traumatizing if a yeah. girl did this to another girl. Step on the scale. I want to see how much you weigh. Yeah, I was yikes doing a um a diet thing. I won't name the company. Diet Pepsi. Diet Pepsi. I was doing Diet Pepsi, <laughs> and every week they'd be like, "Hey, you gotta weigh yourself," and I would get anxiety from weighing myself every freaking Friday. Oh, you had to show them your progress and tell. No, I had to tell them because they weren't open. I was doing COVID. Oh, oh, okay. So I would do a, like a conference call every Friday and be like, "So did you weigh yourself?" I'm like, "Fuck, <laughs> fuck, no, I don't want to." Like, it's just a number, and I. Yeah. I don't like to weigh myself anymore. I go versus like how I'm feeling because it's so easy to get caught up on those fucking numbers. Mm -hmm. And that determines everything, which is so dumb. A silly little number can make or break you. Yeah. That's how much power fucking scale has. Yeah. Yeah. That's I've I've heard that when it comes to um, uh, weight loss, like the the progressive stuff is like, don't look at the scale. Just keep going until you feel this difference or that difference. Mm-hmm. Like it's all these things. Cause yeah, like you're saying, it's all about the the feeling. Yeah. Which is huge. Which I just, I'm eating more whole foods and drinking water more. And I do more whole foods. Yeah. Like the store. Oh God. Hell no. <laughs> Maybe Trader Joe's, but like just foods that aren't as processed, that type of whole foods. Okay. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. And with farmers markets, it's like hell of easier, but yeah, I get. I maybe I'm I'm worried now too because I've started to notice like Layla's getting armpit hair and okay, and she's getting self conscious about leg hair, and it's like, god damn it! Like I don't remember getting worried about any of that shit when I was growing up, and it I do, sucks. But that, yeah, that's what I mean. Is like a lifetime mm-hmm. of having to appear. To be something that you're not. All put together. Yeah. All your shit straight. Yeah. I, yeah, it's so weird. Like you're taught to immediately start shaving your legs. Like you shouldn't have leg hair or armpit hair or any hair. Yeah. We're going to go there. Like why? And uh, there's a movement now. Like I've been seeing these models who have armpit hair. Even unibrows. Yes. Yeah. I fucking love it. Mm -hmm. Like the first time I saw it, I don't know why, but I was like, dude. I can't stop yes. looking. I don't remember her name, but she's got like dirty blondish hair. I cannot remember her name. Are you are you talking about the musician? No, I think she's a model with a unibrow. But I'm like, I can't stop staring. So I'm like, good for you. Like, is it Stefania? Something like that. I think she's like Russian or something. She is she summer. kind of a, a bigger gal. Yeah. Yeah, she's amazing. An I'm amazing. Like, hell yeah! And I love anyone that doesn't conform to what society wants you to look like or be. 
And I, I, I mean, love it. it's such a huge scream. I think the reason why I got pumped is because it's like they she still looks rad as hell. Yeah. Like there's nothing keeping her from she's clearly still a female. Right. I mean, this is somebody that identified as female. And it's like the armpit hair doesn't change anything about that. Why does that determine my gender? Yeah. Yes. And like Elsie, I was having a conversation with her too because we had to talk about body stuff. And it's like, yeah, one day I'll start shaving. She's like, I don't want to shave my legs. And at first I'm like, well, you're going to need to. And then I'm like, wait a minute. Okay. Yeah, exactly. One of our closest friends uh, got married last year and she did not shave her legs Mm -hmm. and still doesn't. And it's Mm -hmm. like, why? It's your fucking day. Right. (laughs) Also... I mean, how often do you have to shave your legs? I maybe shave mine like twice a week. <laughs> but but see, I should shave them more. <laughs> Which is crazy. Like any yeah. sign of, of black hairs and you're like, ah. Right. That's nuts. It's absolutely nuts. Right. So you're having, you're introduced to this different class mm-hmm. plus you have all of the shit that was ingrained in you yep so i just how are you doing i'm good i'm finding <laughs> i'm actually really good now i'm finding out i'm more of a spiritual person than a godly person okay um i've been reading a lot about buddhism but i'm not a pro i like the whole um my philosophy to life is you get what you give good there is a balance between good and evil Mm-hmm. don't be like treat the planet better than you leave it i think i'm a hippie my god that's okay i'm here for it yeah. we're all gonna have to be hippies at some point cause... right i i think there's something bigger out there than all of us can ever comprehend and i don't know my level of comfort on identifying that strictly as god i i've tried it's it's weird to be an atheist and to try and comfort people in having faith right like and it's something that happened in treatment like i just had to find different ways of which most people come out finding god after treatment oh yeah which is crazy (laughs) it's true and i don't know what goes on there but it was started by two fairly religious individuals so and they definitely tried um but i just found ways of like making sense of that what I perceived to, I mean, in that situation, yeah, madness for sure. Um, but the like people saying, I'm praying for you, right? Really, all they're saying is, I hope that whatever you need is made available to you, right? It's a, it's a hope, it's a, it's some, they're hoping for the best for you because mm-hmm. they don't have the means to be able to right. make that happen. Prayers in general are really just hopes. You're just hoping mm-hmm. that the best outcome happens. Right. I hope the best for you. And 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 that's it's so it's it's similar to um what's it called? Self affirmation. Yep. Self affirming. Mm-hmm. So like you say, I'm happy, I'm grounded, I'm these things. Yep. It's the same thing. You're so, manifesting your own energies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're you're just trying to you're looking for the best outcome and there's yep. absolutely nothing wrong with that. Yeah. We, Cause we all say that to people like you deserve to be happy. You deserve yeah. to have these things. So with the whole faith thing there, I don't think there's anything wrong with hoping for the best. Right. And when it comes to the people who push it, I think that there's part of them that is afraid that 
if they don't believe, mm-hmm. then is that meaning that my, my shit means nothing? Right. And, and I so feel that- myself rebel against people like that. Like I start fucking because I feel like I'm being put into a box. Ah, uh, well, the, with religion, luckily, there's thousands of boxes. So, oh, for sure. But yeah, like <laughs> mine, I just I'm trying to maybe I'll start my own religious cult. Watch out. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just I don't know. I don't think it's God. I think it's this big bang, the big bang. And I think it just. With night time and daytime, it's just a big balance of light and dark. And I don't none of us are going to be able to comprehend it. No one ever can. Yeah. And I think religion does that. So it makes people comfortable. Mm. And I'm just, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, and I'm, Evan's not baptized. Elsie is. And I absolutely hate it when people tell me Evan will go to hell if she dies. People have told you that? Mm hmm. What the fuck? I, my, my like, no one knows what happens after you die. Okay. <laughs> no one knows. My, like, honest, like, honestly, what I, if I were to be swayed to the concept of a creator, right? Mm-hmm. The concept would be some thing, some entity had mm-hmm. the capability to introduce a thing. Yes. When we started to progress and consciousness became like we're more self-aware. Yeah. We're constantly searching for meaning. Uh-huh. So this thing was capable of doing one thing. Right. They had no idea that we would introduce technology and all of this other wild right. shit. Aliens. It's not us. It's aliens. But the fact that we're here is so incredible. Agreed. That we're like, okay, whoever did this had to have been f- like fucking amazing, right? Right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And really all they were hoping for was like a positive outcome. Right. And and maybe that's why we generally are like we would prefer a positive outcome. Right. <laughs> but like when you start talking to religion of uh, religious people, you start talking about like I believe in the big bang theory and evolution and all that, like they can't Oh, that's the other thing that I tell people is, okay, so let's pretend God's a scientist. Mm -hmm. You don't have to not believe in God to make this happen for yourself. God uses tools in order to make certain things happen. So even if he created us, maybe the way that he did it was via the Big Bang. And it was via these other, you know what I mean? Like if God works in mysterious ways and he doesn't want you to see his hand, maybe he did this shit so that it wouldn't be completely obvious. Right. There's all kinds of like it's and again, it's a weird stance to have mm-hmm. to like, I don't believe it in that shit. But if you're gonna have if you're going to, it doesn't mean you have to sacrifice um, like common sense. Right. You can still have the things that like Hockham's razor, like the most obvious outcome is probably what the I forget how it goes, but um. The, oh, the most probable thing is probably what it is. Right. When it comes to like trying to solve solutions. Um, there's nothing wrong with saying, okay, yeah, evolution seems pretty legit. Mm-hmm. The earth is probably older than 6,000 years. Right. As most things suggest. And none of that shit means that the creator isn't still out there. It doesn't have to because he's capable. If he's capable of everything, mm-hmm. then let him be capable of doing all of this shit too. 
That's where Mormons are kind of onto something, though, because the Bible doesn't talk about, unless I miss that part, but it doesn't talk about other life out there. Mormons are like, it's us. We made those planets. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but there's just so many things, so many questions I have that the Bible can't answer for me. Yeah. That really made me start questioning, like, wait a minute, because I'm scientific. I have a scientific brain in some ways, and I can see that it makes sense with evolution from us coming from monkeys or whatever. And then the Big Bang, like it all makes sense to me. I find it really hard for me to just dive into my a oh. religion and just accept that yeah. God created everything. Like it's really hard for me to. I think, I think from a family perspective. Yeah. Uh, my dad is a very logical person. Mm-hmm. He went with the the LDS Church because this is my theory. Like I haven't got I haven't gotten him to admit he it completely. He wasn't raised in it. He was, okay. but all they all broke off. Their parents got divorced, and it okay. just went to shit. <clears throat> and he was almost done with it. But then I think a turning point was when he thought about having a family. What does a family look like? What is a happy family look like and like how do we truly give ourselves the best shot mm-hmm. at having a happy family and i think he saw what the mormon church because that's their biggest plug is like look at our families dude right and we're for a while <laughs> for a while they were doing pretty good right and then the opiate epidemic happened and and polygamy like and which is not all mormons it's this <laughs> like little it's, chapter of uh, it <laughs> f f l d s Fundamental yes. Latter Day Saints, right? They live in Utah. Okay, just in remember Canada. that. In Canada. Oh my God, yes. <laughs> I forgot. I heard that once. Yeah. But yeah, so that's what he saw, and I'll see my, <laughs> I'll see him talk about certain things. Yeah. Or hear him talk about certain things and be like, I know that that goes against, like, the church. Though. Mm-hmm. So it's like. I think people in the back of their minds, most people, they they know deep down that the majority of what the world has to offer is what it is. Right. But, I mean, that can feel really fucking hopeless. So you go out searching, because part of the self-awareness thing is searching for meaning mm-hmm. and the why. Why is like the biggest reason why we have like leaped forward. The fact that you and I are sitting in a climate controlled (laughs) home with artificial light Mm -hmm. amplifying our voices like this is all fucking insane compared to the chimpanzee that is throwing poop at its neighbor. Like it is crazy. It's really hard to swallow that like... We just figured it out? You're telling me that this shit just happened? Right. We just started speaking words. (laughs) Yeah. It's really, really, really tough to wrap your head around. Mm -hmm. So the the meaning in things. I'm a humanist more than I am an atheist. I mean, an atheist isn't even really a religion. It's just... Explain humanist. So humanism is um, the concept of a social contract. Okay. Which is, if we're going to succeed and not destroy this world, we have to learn how to trust each other. Right. And figure out this way, how do we effectively form this contract of trust? Interesting. 
Yeah. And so it's the idea that like we've got to come together mm -hmm. to be able to succeed because, I mean, you look around the world and it is a shit show. Oh, my God. And we could. We have the means to be able to help everyone. We could we do, do it. But there's this distrust. Pride. Pride. Absolutely. Yeah. Pride is a huge one. But but oh, yeah, like it's so hard to trust people. We've gone through so much and all these things. So like humanism is like we've we've got to figure out how to do that i right. need to have faith in you so it's having faith in the human race and how do we achieve that it's like jeff bezos uh or whatever his name is his ex-wife she keeps donating millions just to get rid of it like she donated oh, really 20 something million and then you see these other celebrities like kylie jenner i think at one point was doing a gofundme for a friend <laughs> And you hear about that all the time from celebrities doing GoFundMe, GoFundMe, and I'm like, what? Yeah. But Why? yeah, it's from that perspective, it's always weird because how how rich are they? Mm -hmm. Like, what, what do they physically have? Right. Like, Bezos' wife has millions because she won the court case, which yep. means you have to physically move that shit. Mm -hmm. Bezos is worth whatever yeah so people assume that he just has this you know mountain of cash or something Fun fact, real quick have you seen the petition about him not returning to earth because he's gonna go <laughs> do you know what i'm talking about no oh my god he's gonna between now and like the seventh i believe he's gonna go up into space and then come back down but people are trying to petition him not to come back <laughs> That's hilarious. Google it. It's awesome. Oh, my God. And it's gaining traction. I mean, yeah. people are here for it. But, yeah, he could either go into space or help. But how do you do it, right? Or just be taxed properly. Or be that taxed properly. That would help, properly. too. But that's the other thing. So so all of those, like, forms of thinking yeah. is we're against him. Mm -hmm. And even before, actually, when we were talking about, like, the, you know, these societies yeah. or, or classes and things, it's it's pretty apparent that... There is a lot. There's still a ton of mistrust. Mm -hmm. It's really hard to to get there. So hopefully, by just trying to that's what and people get weirded out sometimes. Luckily, you're cool with it. But like yeah. when I dig because I want to understand mm -hmm. and best know, like and it's because I'm bipolar. I also have. Um, uh, what's the word? Oh, codependency. <laughs> oh, yeah. So codependency issues, which the culmination can, like a lot of empaths, empathic people are really just bipolar. <laughs> oh my God. Really? Uh, to some degree. There's, there's hypomania. I about myself now. <laughs> well, I mean, it depends on how far you go. I mean- me basically doing trial and error for like 25 years. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I now, because I've done like all of this testing, I'm yeah. pretty good at figuring out if there's more to somebody, if there's another thing yeah. and if there's like more worth hearing from them. But the reason I was doing it before was because my mental health stuff prevented me from like, recognizing that it's inappropriate to to try and you know like figure out somebody's 
backstory while you're waiting in line at Subway. Like people give me their stories. I don't even ask. People love giving me their stories. But. Same. And I think that they recognize because there's enough of us now that they go, yeah. there's something about you that I can bear my soul to. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's, I, I love that. I think it's fucking great. But. I love it too. It's just, it's funny because I'm like, oh. And it always, my sister will, will be with me a few times. She goes, what the hell? And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I just learned about her life. She goes, why does that happen? I'm like, we're vibing. I don't know. Because I like pick up people's vibes too. And if they're not, if it's kind of dark, I just leave them alone. If it's happy, I jump in, you know. You know what? Now that I think about it, and it comes back to the reason why I'm doing this show I think there's a level of sincerity that is visible mm-hmm. in your posture, in your eyes. There's right. a way of like catching that mm-hmm. and it makes people's fight or flight, you know, dissipate because there's social anxiety initially. If somebody makes eye contact for too long, <laughs> like, it's like, what Sorry. the fuck? Right. But when you notice that like, oh, they don't seem to give a shit that I'm standing here. Because I'm the weirdo. Like, that's usually the vibes I get from people. I'm like the... I can be outspoken sometime, and I make inappropriate jokes. It's fine. <laughs> I'm funny. I think I'm funny. You're hilarious. Thank you. But when I meet... When I'm around, like, these high and mighty people, like, I get the vibe that I'm the weirdo, and they don't know if they want to associate with that. Yeah. I've been in those situations before. Which I'm fine with now, where before I'm like, what the fuck you then? You know? Uh, and so for me, like the codependency thing, mm-hmm. I go, I'm like, no, no, no. Give me a chance to show you that, like, I know it's I seem weird right now. Right. But just give me a little bit and I'll you'll it'll make sense why I'm like acting like this. Right. Because I do the same thing. Those inappropriate jokes break down people's defenses. Yeah, exactly. So it's it's nice because they go, oh, this person doesn't give a fuck. What, right. el- what else exactly. is going on? Exactly. <laughs> How do you really feel about this? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so I'm that... an open book for the most part, you know. I have to really not. I overshare sometimes, but that's usually because I'm uncomfortable. And I'm like. Ah. See, and I I want more of that. Yeah. And the reason being, I think you're worth it. Thank you. And and if I really get to know you, then I'm like, I really don't care. But if I'm uncomfortable, I'm like. And you're like, Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. But I also think that people can learn from it, too. Mm-hmm. Like, there, I'm sure that there are people that still have this perception because Paul posts photos of you with, like, Imagine yeah. Dragons and, like, right. doing like meeting all these stars and shit that, like, you have, you know, some level of snobbery to you, but... Oh, yes. You know what I mean? Like, yes. this assumed because you have this means your life must be fucking incredible. Right. You know, not realizing all. And I'm so nervous when I meet famous people. I'm like, oh, I, yeah. <laughs> I have to make sure I'm not smiling as awkward as I feel because I get so intimidated. Yeah. But I'm sure to them, yeah, it probably looks like I'm the queen, which I am. But, you know, <laughs> like, yeah. And so, I mean, the, these types of episodes are, are opportunities for people to see. Like I said, I perceive you as this down to earth like always been so easy to talk to mm-hmm. and i think if more people had your approach right then there would be less confrontation mm-hmm. like the the level of acceptance that you have and that self-love that you're 
seeking to achieve like right. that shit's important mm-hmm. but yeah like you only have one life to live do you really want to live it catering to everyone's expectations people you don't know like that's exhausting yeah. that's so exhausting yeah so yeah if you're a weirdo i'll be your friend <gasps> that's fantastic exactly I that's gonna be the club. tag for the episode but for real <laughs> like i'm into all sorts of weird shit and I'm willing to try anything. So. I have some heroin. I was wondering if maybe. I've never done it. <laughs> Let's shoot up live. No. Is that what you do? Shoot it up? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah. See, I'm, I'm hip. <laughs> I mean, some people snort it. That's cool. Which is wild. I used to snort pixie sticks because I thought it was cool. That's was so funny. Why? It seems like after treatment, more and more people tell me about that. For starters, that wasn't like my main thing, but also... It's hilarious to even, uh, yeah, I don't understand why we did it. Even then, when you think about the candy cigarettes we had as kids, (laughs) why they still make them? Because I see them randomly, but why? It is, it's Or the chewing bubble gum looked like chewing tobacco, or even the beef jerky, like, why? (laughs) Why? Yeah, it's crazy, man. Mm -hmm. We live in crazy times. We really do. And it's having kids in these crazy times with all the social media. Oh, that was an, oh, I'm glad you said that. Reaching, like all, I don't know, all these eyes on them. It sucks. I was going to ask about that. Like, do you have people who will say hi to your kids that you don't know? Fun story. One time <laughs> I was trying to go shopping without my husband knowing at Kohl's. Uh-huh. And someone's like, hey, Elsie and Evan. I'm like, What? She goes, oh, I recognize you from your daddy's page. Like, I'm friends with your daddy. And I'm like, oh, my God. I'm just standing there like, hi, I'm their mom. Oh, yeah, I know you. I'm like, who the fuck are you? Don't tell my husband I'm here. But like, who are you? (laughs) That's it's so so that it's so hard to get your kids to like learn to be accepting. But also there are people who will try to deceive you. Mm -hmm. Like it's such a. It's so it's so hard to communicate that. And then with the social media stuff, yeah. it's so easy. So easy for somebody to to say exactly that exact story. Mm-hmm. It's fucking terrifying. It is. And then I don't mind it if we're at like a kids event and they're like, oh, I'll oh, see sure. Evan, like especially if it's one of the event people, like that's totally fine. But if it's like at if I take Elsie to a concert, they're like, Oh, Elsie, I'm like, like, can you just please introduce yourself to me first. Because, like, Mama Bear is like, Ugh. Yeah. And you know? if you have kids, how do you not know? Like, you can't just say Thank hi. you. You can't just say hi, especially calling them by name. Like, if you see the parents and, like, right. like I, I've I've used my, like, approachableness to help a situation. Yeah. But I'm not, like, I saw a kid on Instagram and now I'm going to go say hi to the kid before I say hi to the parent. Yeah. That's fucking weird. And I love that people like connect with us as a family sometimes or enjoy watching my kids grow up as I've heard, but come like approach me first. Yeah. Cause even Elsie gets kind of like, it's scary. Who are you? Cause I, they know they're not allowed to talk to strangers. And so they look at me like, but they know me. Yeah. No, they're still a stranger. Yeah. I mean, with all of the, I mean, we've had Jesus, maybe a hundred people actually. 
it, between like all of the shows that we've done yeah, come wow. into the awesome. house, we introduce them to the kids. Right. I know that they've seen the kids. And I'm sorry if I come <laughs> off as a bitch when you're like coming at me or coming at my kids first, but like, eh, don't. <laughs> it should make so much sense. You shouldn't have to have that preface. Like, mm-hmm. it should be so obvious. Nobody should have to apologize for like protecting their kids from someone they don't right. fucking know. And I know I'm a humanist and I should like, I want that world to be possible. Right. But we've got a lot of fucking work to do yeah. before we get there. 100%. Hoofta lufta. You need to be the next Robin Hood. Okay. Do it. Sure. I won't tell anyone. Okay. We got to cut this What was his sidekick? Little John. I'll be Little John. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be great. If- I'll even talk <laughs> like that. You'll give your speech. It's like, yeah. <laughs> or however he says it. Ah. Uh. What what has helped you in this journey of like self acceptance and um, knowing my flaws and not being into, like not um, being ashamed of them because like before I never talk about my teeth or my birthmark like I pretend they both don't exist but owning <laughs> up to it knowing I'm not perfect and I don't want to be perfect and I'm a bomb ass person I have a lot to offer people that's fantastic I mean mm-hmm. like. How do you get to there, though? Just surrounding yourself by positive people. And God, I I did a lot of things, man. Like, did you do therapy? No. Um, See, and that's the tough thing. Yeah, just knowing that I have two daughters and I want them to grow up loving who they are no matter what and being able to do whatever they want and love whoever they want, it kind of opened up a lot of things in me. I'm like, I don't, if I don't want them to care about what they look like or who they are, why should I? Like, what am I teaching them? Like, I'm saying it, but am I doing it? Yeah. And so I just started doing it. That's it. Because your kids watch you more than you think they do. Oh, yeah. And I don't want my kids growing up to be little bitches. And we have very open and honest conversations with them. And, you know. I mean, that reminded me like the so there were uh, two important like the two most important things that I learned in treatment. And I I tried to make it as basic as possible because mm-hmm. they want you to find your higher power. And, yeah. you know, is it an eagle? Is it the trees? It, it can be whatever the fuck. OK. I was like, God, that's a lot of pressure. It is, especially <laughs> when you're like detoxing. Yeah, is that all at the same time? Uh, within they, days. Like, oh my god! Yeah, so that's, the, it's that all compact. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but so the thing that I learned was the first thing was survival. Mm-hmm. I just want to survive this so that I can have a chance. Yeah. Um, and it really, like, it's hard to wrap your head around survival now because it doesn't feel like you necessarily have to survive. Right. Um, so then the other thing was purpose. Mm-hmm. And in that scenario, uh, your kids give you purpose to be better. Yep. So that motivation, like, so it, it's another thing, like purpose can be really basic. Mm-hmm. It, like all that is like being a parent sounds like, yeah, you have kids, you're a parent. Right. Sounds really simple. Super fucking complicated. Yeah. There's a lot of people that give up. Or do a very bad job because yep. of X, Y, Z. Um, 
so like yeah it's just that basic thing purpose so that they're not assholes yep it's it, it's all it has to be but it's tough to find that and it's that's why i wanted like when i was going through my shit to make it basic because adhd mental health yeah. stuff like there's so much shit and the world sucks yep <laughs> that you gotta make it more basic yeah because then it seems more plausible or it easier to achieve and I, we kind of recently discussed that we're not going to raise our kids religious, but I, I'm not like a crystal waving person. <laughs> Ask me again in a year. But like I, the natural healing stuff, I'm totally into. And I'm raising my kids to kind of be that way. And they're very environmental friendly. Like they're super aware of recycling and not using a lot of plastic. Nice. So I'm just, yeah. And Elsie is one time asked, like, if she can marry, does she have to marry a boy? We're like, no. If you want to, that's great. You don't have to. Like, just letting them know that they, again, raising girls, I'm not going to put them in like that. You have to marry a boy. He has to be white. Like, that type of shit that I think a lot of parents do, they don't realize they're doing. Yeah. Like, it's simple as giving your kids different colored Barbies. Yeah. Well, and parents without knowing it, when they say a nice boy like so-and-so. Right. A nice boy like... like... John Smith. <laughs> um, But yeah, like, giving these examples as to like, oh, my parents won't approve of somebody unless they're like this. Right. So, do I have to hide the fact that I love not a boy? Like, yeah. What if they don't fit this... And yeah, so it it seems like it's harmless, but it it's all. Yeah, and even like trans, Elsie be like, are they a boy or a girl? I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> Does it matter? No? Okay. Do they look happy? Yeah? Okay, great. So our producer is trans and the kids. Oh, yeah, you've told me that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The kids are like, um, there was something going on at the, oh, with the Becker schools, there was a big Big problem. Lot lot of parents inundating their kids with bullshit and like. Anyways, <sighs> so when we uh, were they the same people that were Trump and not yeah, vaccinated? Of course. Okay, cool. <laughs> um, but the kids just being like, Mara is nice. Like, what's uh, why? Why do people not? You know, why are they against this? Right. It, like, it really didn't make sense to them. And seeing that is so reassuring to be 100%. like, we judge people on the music they listen to. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yes. And the shoes they wear. No. They, <laughs> no, we judge people by their, their character. Like, how, yeah. how do they interact with our family? Like, mm-hmm. the, so it's, it's nice that that's, that's that, that hope you know these, oh, for these sure. little things well awesome i mean i could go on and on with you for hours and hours agreed but i i know kim wants to hang and say hi oh is she home she's home now oh nice and ashi wants to hang out with us so bad that she's been laying at the door um this is another big thing that friends need to do more of which is i love you i love you too you guys are all amazing oh but thank you you, too. you you and your family yeah it's fantastical. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I hope that people like 
get something from this. And, um, and if they don't, just keep listening until you do. What? That's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Well, anything else that you want to share with the peoples? Don't be jerks and don't raise jerks. That's fantastic. I'm going to put it on love, a shirt. Love as is they say. love. Oh, um, what's the organization that you guys work with every year? Children's Minnesota. That's the one I associate with. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. Uh, donate to that. I, I mean, it should be obvious in the title. Trying to save some kits. Exactly. They <laughs> saved mine, okay? Yeah. All Damn. right. Thanks, everybody. Thank you.